Welcome to Mastering Your Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Usna Living, a stress management trainer and cancer survivor. This podcast is here to equip you with life-changing skills so you can finally live a happy and fulfilling life. Good morning, good evening. I am recording this episode at 10 p.m., but wherever you are, how are you doing? Welcome to today's show. We are here today to talk about thriving in high-stress environments. This episode will go up to the trailer because I do know 100% how powerful the information is. And the tools that we'll be talking about today are a combination of what I've learned in psychology class, various books that I've read, the seminars and programs that I have enrolled in. And most importantly, these are things that have worked for me and the people that I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with around stress in this industry. So it's a fairly short episode. Make sure that you did stick around till the end. Imagine that you decide to go on this nice road trip. You've been driving for hours now and you hear a sound from the back of your car. You notice that one of your tires has passed. Now at that moment, getting out of that situation will depend on the preparation that you had done before hitting the road, right? That is, did you carry a spare tire? Do you know how to change one? And if not, do you have a mechanics number who can send someone near you? It's the same mechanism with stress. Thriving in high-stress environments or situations will depend on the mental preparation that you've had done beforehand. Because when you're in a situation that your mind interprets as being life-threatening, you automatically get some sort of tunnel vision. At that time, it is not interested in stress management skills. Your mind narrows down to how can I get rid of this problem that I'm facing right now? But then stress naturally causes systems to shut down in your body. For example, the front part of your brain that is responsible for decision-making takes a backseat while the emotional center takes over. So you are having a tunnel vision of wanting to solve or rather get rid of that problem at a time when your decision-making capability is negatively impacted. And I'm sure we've all experienced this. Let's say it's early in the morning, you're late for work, you're leaving the house in a hurry trying to lock the door and suddenly the key doesn't fit in. And this is something that you've done several every morning. So any kind of stress shuts some systems in our bodies. But these skills or tools I'll be talking about today will help you deal with any type of stress. A while back, I attended a crisis management workshop and the word crisis was defined in a very interesting way. It was defined as the interpretation of an event as either being unmanageable or difficult. And I noticed the word interpretation, that crisis was not an event, but really the interpretation of that specific event. And there is a popular study in most psychology books under the science of behavior. It involves a group of students between two rival schools narrating how unfair a certain football match was. Even after the game, a clip of that match was shown to the two groups, but they each had their own narration of what happened while watching the very same footage. This means you can present the same situation to two people and get different perspectives out of it. So when you are undergoing stress, the first thing you should look at is what meaning have I assigned to this situation? Am I saying that you lie to yourself about where you are at the moment? Absolutely not. 
I am talking about training your mind to fish out for lessons in any given situation and getting to a point of asking yourself, what is this trying to teach me? What opportunities for personal growth am I being presented with in this situation? What beliefs do I have that are being challenged in this situation? And asking yourself these questions shifts your perspective from this is horrible, this always happens to me, life is unfair, to this is happening for me, not to me. And then naturally your behavior and choices are then aligned towards solutions because now you've identified an opportunity for growth, either as a parent, employee, employer, sibling, partner, etc. Just look at the meaning that you have assigned to whatever it is that you're going through right now. And people are less what their experiences make them than what they make out of their experiences. And as they say, where your wounds are is where your wisdom lies. And I'm a strong believer of whatever that I'm undergoing through, there is an opportunity for growth in me. So the first tool is looking at your perception. How have I interpreted this event? The second one is practicing the art of surrender, whereby you have a clear demarcation of here is what I can control and here is what I can't. Having that clear line of here's what is under my control and here's what I actually have zero control over. I learned this when I was undergoing treatment because it got to a point where you think the treatment should be over now. You do a scan and the tumor is still there. I learned this when I saw patients who were doing everything right from diet to being strong believers still die. When I saw innocent children die and I continue learning this when I see survivors die years after treatment. I had to get to that point of accepting that as a human being, death is inevitable. That one day, every single person who is alive today will have been phased out. And I can meditate all I want, pray all I want, sleep all day and ignore everything, but it will remain a fact. And I had to accept that it didn't just happen to bad people. It happens to everyone. Yet as a patient, I lived as if this was in my control, as if I dictated what size the tumor was going to be in the next scan. But right now, whenever I'm in a stressful situation, I get very clear on what exactly is under my control. And I focus on that while leaving the rest out. So are you fighting things that are in no way under your control? Learn to practice the art of surrender. And most of the time, the things that we can control are our actions and our own efforts, but not the outcome of our effort. So get clear on that because most of the frustration comes from trying to control things or incessantly worrying about things that we had no control over in the first place. And once you get clear on that, you can then initiate a sense of control. If you are in a situation like mine where I had no assurance, right, of what the outcome would be, then initiating some sense of control is what you need. And I know that nobody loves being helpless. And when you give your mind some aspect of your life that you can still focus on, it generally reduces your stress levels. Mine was and still is having a morning ritual that no matter how uncertain life was out there, I had a time frame where it wasn't about me being a cancer patient. And that was my morning routine. I'd wake up at 6 a.m., whip out a smoothie, listen to a podcast for 10 to 15 minutes, work out for 30 to 40, meditate for 20 minutes, then read a book. That gave me a sense of normalcy in my life. And I think most of us struggle because when we are in a stressful situation, we end up postponing life right? We schedule to breathe and, and be happy. 
after the stress has gone away. But progress is a human need. So what will happen if you're dealing with something that doesn't go away for a month, six months, a year, especially when you're dealing with something like an illness? What happens then? So find one thing that is under your control, regardless of how life is at the moment, and focus on that because it will give your mind a sense of progress that you're not stuck. And frankly, that is how depression comes about. So if you're going through something at the moment, don't put all your life on hold until you fix that one thing. Find some of the things that are independent of that situation right now and continue doing them and give your life some sort of normalcy. The fourth tool that I love using is visualization, showing your mind what's possible. We feel stuck and struggle because we have not imagined a future separate from what we are experiencing at the moment. But once you show your mind that there is a version of you that has overcome this challenge, then every thought, decision and behavior will just generally be geared towards solutions and are spending all your energy worrying about the problem. I personally combine visualization in my meditation practice because then I can attach my body sensations or emotions with the outcome that I'm visualizing. And this is the most energetic way to sort of ramp up the motivation within yourself because you've already felt the emotion way before the outcome. And this also ensures that you end up taking action toward that outcome. But you don't have to do meditation. You can do it in your own way, but let it be more of a mindful practice where you are incorporating visualization plus the emotion. And I know that when we now move to the spectrum of religion, this is what we call faith, where you almost see yourself overcoming that specific stressor. So these are the four tools. Number one, perception. What meaning have you assigned to that stressor that you are currently going through? Number two, practice the art of surrender. Look at the things that you can't control and stop stressing over them because that is how you become frustrated by focusing your energy on things that no matter what you did, you're not going to have any impact on them. Number three, initiating a sense of control. Look at what is the one thing that is independent of this situation that I can focus on even for a few minutes in order to give yourself some sense of progress in your life? And then lastly, visualization, showing your mind what the other side looks like. Because when you hear people undergoing depression talk, you would notice they are having conversations around a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of things are not going to change. So before you get to that point, keep showing your mind that there is a life after whatever it is that you're dealing with right now. And that way, it's going to be extremely hard for you to get to a point of being hopeless. Thank you for listening to today's show. And if there's someone that came to your mind while listening to it, that means they will greatly benefit from it. So do share this episode with them. And I'd love to hear about what you'd like for me to cover in our future episodes or what are some of the skills that you use to manage stress in your life. Do send me a DM at Usna Living. That's on Instagram and Facebook. My website is usnaliving.com.